from MPB Think Radio, this is Deep South Dining, the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. The holiday season has already gotten off to a busy start for most people, so this morning we're going to talk about it. We want to know the highlights and maybe even the lowlights of your Thanksgiving meal. Also, what are your plans for the Christmas holidays? What are you bringing to those office potlucks? How big are you going to go for the Christmas Day meal? Also, if you need some help with the recipe this holiday season, don't be afraid to join in the conversation. Give us a call. The phone number is 1-877-MPB-RING. It's 1-877-672-7464. Or email the show food at mpbonline.org. This is Deep South Dining from MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. So the holiday season has gotten off to a busy start for most folks. So this morning, we want to talk about it. We want to know the highlights and maybe even the lowlights of your Thanksgiving meal. Also, what are your plans for the Christmas holidays? What are you bringing to those office potlucks? And how big are you going to go for that Christmas Day meal? Uh, also, if you need some help with some holiday recipes, don't be afraid to give us a call. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 7464 Or email the show, food at mpbonline.org. This is Deep South Dining from MPB Think Radio. Good morning, Deborah. Hope that you're doing well this morning. Good morning, Kevin. I am better than well. I get to see you today, which is truly a Thanksgiving blessing. I um, was just a little bit overwhelmed after you had a little fender bender. And it no, just... I did not have a fender bender. <laughs> I got run into, T-boned. Yeah, I know. My car got is going to be totaled. But you, but you know what, Kevin? I'm just so happy you're not totaled. I mean, the, the whole thought of that accident and something happening to you, it just it really just did something to me. It made me really emotional. Um, I don't, you know, so I just I'm really grateful that I get to have my Monday morning man back. Today. Well, thank you. And I will say <clears throat> I've always worn my seatbelt. I will continue to do so because in this accident where this woman ran a stop sign and slammed into my car, I ended up upside down hanging from my seatbelt. And I do think that had I not worn my seatbelt, I would have at the very least had some sort of lacerations on my head. And I'm afraid I would have had a broken neck because I I mean, I don't know how many people have been involved in those. I had never been in one, Uh, but you can see, you can feel the force of it. And I just know that I think my head would have possibly hit the windshield, the side window, something. Um, But that seatbelt held me. I mean, I ended up, like I said, I was dangling upside down, and that seatbelt held me in place. So so I am truly, truly grateful for that. And, you know, and that just kind of flows into the theme of the Thanksgiving holiday, Kevin, uh, because more than just food, it really is taking a moment and just finding those things that you're really grateful for and great friendships. I love you and Job and all the staff and friends that I have here. It's It's like my second family, so... So we're going to be talking about holiday meals. If you uh, want to share some of, as we said, highlights or possibly even lowlights of your Thanksgiving, or if you want to let us know about your plans for Christmas, or maybe you need some ideas for a fresh holiday 
a treat or uh, something to put on the holiday table, uh, give us a call this morning. We're looking for your comments. The phone number is one eight seven seven mpb ring and that's one 7464 You can always email the show food at mpbonline.org. So, Deborah, this morning, you know, I've always we've always talked about the show about what great taste the food that you bring in has, but it also is always so just a, such a delightful presentation. And this one this morning was just amazing. A lot of color, a lot of fresh fruit. So tell us what you brought in. So, of course, you know, we're in the holiday spirit, Kevin, and um, being a Southern girl, uh, uh, presentation is like uh, putting on makeup and high heels. It's just got to be there. And so what I brought in today was a no-baked cheesecake, Kevin. And when I tell you, it really is absolutely delightful. I can't wait for Christmas to get it on my Christmas table and share it with my friends and family. One of the things that's really extraordinary about this particular uh, cheesecake, Kevin, not only do I not have to turn on the oven, but the crust is incredible. It is a... uh, a medley of nuts and um, and berries to create the crust. I've got some walnuts and some pecans and some coconuts, some golden raisins. I've got dates, and they're fine. They're not extremely finely chopped. I wanted to be able to see it. I wanted to be able to taste it. So it's a coarse chop uh, with the with the raisins and the dates. I I uh, warmed them just a little bit in a little bit of water with a little bit of lemon juice smashed them out and then just folded them into this coarsely chopped nuts and then pressed it down into our container and added in our filling, topped it with a raspberry glaze. And then there's these beautiful juicy grapes and raspberries and blueberries on top. It's beautiful. It's delicious. It's festive. And it's just for you. Well, you know, the to me, the surprise was you, when you first look at it, you don't see the crust. But boy, as you said, it's so crunchy. I mean, I love coconut and love nuts, and so and and I didn't realize the raisins are in there as well. So uh, I, I discovered using golden raisins in my oatmeal, and I, I think I like those probably better than the regular variety of raisins. Well, using the raisins in the dates actually give you an opportunity to uh, create the the cohesiveness with the nuts, because of course the nuts and the coconut, the walnuts and pecans would just fall apart. So you need something to fuse them together. It's a great treat to give to your friends and family who are worried about gluten because there's no flour there. It's absolutely fantastic. And uh, instead of using regular flour in in the uh, cheesecake filling itself, I used a little bit of uh, cashier flour in here. And it's just simply taking uh, some whole cashiers and grinding them into a floury effect. And then I warmed them just a tiny bit, Kevin, with a little bit of milk. And so it gives you this really nice, wonderful effect. This cheesecake is one. And one of the things that, you know, I found with no-bake cheesecakes, sometimes they get a little runny. You can't really slice them. But with this, we got a nice, firm consistency. It's beautiful. I'm really happy about that. Yeah, it's it's really very tasty. And um, we'll talk a little bit about what a no-bake cheesecake means, how, what that is, and how uh, you make one. But we have an early caller on the line. So we want to say good morning to Jesse in Mobile. Thanks for calling, Jesse. Go ahead. Hey, Jesse. Hey, good morning. How are you? What do you have for me this morning? Well, first, I'm glad a certain host made it out of the accident unscathed. Oh, that makes two of us. I mean, really. And on your Wednesday show, we did 
car tech a few weeks back, so he may want to get that episode to go over <laughs> what cars have all the new safety features. Mm-hmm. So, one, to lower your insurance, and two, to make sure if anyone runs another stop sign, you will be here to continue the show. Absolutely. But we had Thanksgiving. My wife typically does gumbo twice a year, Thanksgiving being one of them, and one Christmas and I'm a sweeper cheesecake. So, like this morning, I'm on that one. Have you ever done a sweet potato cheesecake? Oh, Absolutely, no. Jesse. It's one of my favorites. Uh, and I and I use a it's a sweet potato and white chocolate cheesecake that I do. But I would love to hear your wife's recipe if she's willing to share it with us here, or if you want to share it with us now. I don't have it with me. I'll have to get it out of her big cookbook and email it to you. <laughs> so, Jesse, tell us about that Thanksgiving gumbo. That sounds really good. Well, it's typically we do a vegan gumbo, and then we add either turkey, chicken, and sausage at the end. So you start out with your usual base, your flour, and she does, she does the technique of heating the oil and then adding flour, whereas I do the technique of heating the flour till I get the chestnuts, then I add oil. So ours vary a little bit, but it's just that, you know, half a foot one way, six inches the other, <laughs> and then you add your trinity. Mm-hmm. But we keep it vegan until the meat comes in. So in case we do have guests that are not on the meat side, they still can have a gumbo and get the essence of what a gumbo is. And then you add, just drop in how much meat you want. And I really like the idea, Jesse, of adding the meat in at the end, mm-hmm. along with my okra. Because there's there's some things I just don't want to be overly cooked. I don't, yep. want, I don't want my okra to be really slimy. Some people love it that way. I don't. I want to be able to taste the bite. But it's nothing with, like it's nothing like getting a shrimp that's been overcooked. And well, seafood yeah, is really easy to overcook it. So adding it at the end is just a perfect way to finish the dish. Yes, yeah, a sausage as well. Once you get that grilled flavor in the sausage, if it sits in the gumbo too long, mm-hmm. you don't have that grilled flavor anymore. That's and when right. you bite into a sausage that hasn't been grilled, it's one flavor. If you grill the sausage, you know that's why people grill sausage versus boiling. Or just microwaving. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Hey. So what are your plans for Christmas, Jesse? Well, this will be her second batch, and we'll see what dessert she does. Now, she normally does for the office. She does a dessert. And I have to send you a picture of that one. It's a vanilla wafer in a cup, and then she adds a paste on top of that, and then she adds the raw cooking M&M, not M&M, the uh, kisses, the small kisses. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And it ends up looking like Mickey Mouse on the top of the... Uh... <laughs> well, you sound like you are a very lucky guy. You're very blessed to have a wife that cooks, and it sounds like you're really happy with that. So happy holidays to you, Jesse, and thank you so much for calling us here. All right. No problem. Drive safely. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Jesse. Good call to start us off with. <clears throat> so we're talking a little bit about the um, the cheesecake that you brought in today, and you mentioned that it's no-bake. Um, Ta-da! <laughs> Not turning on the oven, Kevin, was a treat for me, yes. Uh, so anytime, you know, you don't have to do all the extra stuff. And, and and the reason it's no bake, Kevin, is because there's no eggs folded into the mixture itself. If you add eggs into it, please bake it, people. You don't want to serve people raw eggs. Uh, but it's really easy. You're going to take the same base. I used uh, some cream cheese, uh, Kevin. And in this case, I used... Uh, 
three eight ounces of uh, my favorite brand of cream cheese, one can of sweet condensed milk. Um, again, there are um, some cashiers that have been uh, finely grinded out. I mean, really almost to mm-hmm. a dust, uh, added into a little bit of milk, a pat of butter. And then I folded this into here, uh, add your, whatever flavor you like. In this case, it was just a little bit of vanilla. And uh, and you pour it on top of this decadent, decadent crust, Kevin. Put it in the freezer and freeze it. And then I topped it off because we had raspberries. I made a fresh raspberry jam and we glazed it with that and then added these beautiful fruit. It's simple. It's delicious. And I think you're pretty happy with that this oh, morning. Yeah. <laughs> Again, we, I'm, and Java's bobbing his head up and down too, so I think he's pretty happy. You know, on some of our other shows, <clears throat> we air a disclaimer. You know, the, the the legal show and the money show and some of the health shows, we aired a little disclaimer that says, you know, this is advice, but please check with a healthcare professional or your your advisor or something. We need a disclaimer for this show. Was please excuse all the <laughs> the noise the noise from <laughs> eating <laughs> because we're really not supposed to be doing that on the air. But it's a, it uh, it's always such good, and it's really, I mean, I love the crust because to me the creaminess of the cheesecake with the crunch of the nuts and the and the coconut in the crust is really really tasty, and then all of the fresh fruit on the top. I mean, you found some big uh, grapes for this. This is really really good. Absolutely. So of course I went to one of my favorite groceries and they had some fresh grapes in, and I was really happy about that. But not only are they big, they're really sweet, which gives a, a excellent taste, and. And if you notice, Kevin, we only use the sweet condensed milk for the the sugar base in this dessert, so it's not it's not overly sweet. But you get the sweetness from the fruit. You got the dates and the raisins in there that pick up the sweetness, and then of course you've got the uh, jam that was made from the raspberries. It's got just a tiny bit of sugar, not too much. But this is really a really wonderful dessert. The other thing that I'm happy about today, though, Kevin, is that it's just you and I. That's right. <laughs> I've missed that. I miss. So if our friends and family are listening, please call in today because I miss you. We want to talk to you. Kathleen, where are you, girl? Call us. <laughs> Just want to say hi to you. Uh, we're running a little bit late, so we need to take a quick break. Uh, as Deborah mentioned, we've got some open phone lines and no guests in studio this morning. So we'd like to hear from you. Tell us about your holiday cooking plans. This is Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. Our phone number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 877 672-7464. We'll be back with more after this. From the Capitol steps to your front door, MPB News covers the state like no one else. Our team of award-winning journalists keeps you informed on the news affecting your life. MPB News, online at mpbonline.org and on MPB Think Radio. Welcome back to Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. We're talking about holiday food this morning. If you have a story from your Thanksgiving dinner that you'd like to share with us, maybe a success or quite possibly a a low life, something that you might want to forget about but might be a fun (laughs) story to share, uh, give us a call. Also, what are your holiday plans? What do you do for your Christmas dinner? Um, What are some of your favorite things to have on the Christmas dinner table? Also, if you need some help with a recipe, maybe you're trying to come up with something a little bit different for you and your family to enjoy this holiday season, give us a call. We'll see if we can't offer up some assistance. So, Kevin, what did you do with your holiday leftovers? um, Interestingly enough, I went went down to my uh, brother and sister-in-law's house. Again, a big shout-out to my sister-in-law. She does – usually they invite me down there for Thanksgiving, Christmas, for Easter. She's just a great – cook. 
she makes the best homemade macaroni and cheese, and you know that's one of my favorites. Um, but every year, you know, as I'm leaving to go back, come back up to Jackson, uh, she's like, well, you want to take some leftovers? And I said, sure. But and invariably, they would use several of their plates. And so then you end up with, you know, I've got a couple of plates of, of theirs that I and have to bring back. Right so I finally, I, I wised up and I actually brought with me this year my own Tupperware. <laughs> You brought your own to go where you sound like my relatives, Kevin. That's a running joke. It's always those people that are going to show up that are going to bring their own to go plates. That's fantastic. So I had uh, probably another two uh, two meals out of that. And again, she's an excellent baker as well. And she made uh, her pound cake is to die for. And so um, had a couple of slices of pound cake. And then I think it was from. They might have bought about Walmart, but there was a really tasty pumpkin pie that I had a slice of as well. So okay. it was well taken care of. And, you know, again, I love going down there because always a great uh, a great table for the holiday from, from my sister-in-law there in Hattiesburg. So props to her for her culinary skills. So if anybody's got some creative ideas about what to do with those leftovers, that leftover macaroni, that leftover dressing, those beans, t- call us and let us know what your creative holiday leftover ideals are. And then uh, my other sister-in-law used to uh, do uh, turkey soup, which, you know, at oh, first... I love turkey yeah, soup. Yeah, at first I would always... Because I'm not a big soup guy, but uh, one year I convinced myself to try it, and that was always good, to, you know, a, a good soup there with a bunch of turkey flavor and turkey leftover in it, so that was great as well. we got some callers on the line to get to. Let's uh, start again. Another call from Mobile. Mikey's on the line. Good morning, Mikey. Hey, Mikey. Happy holidays, Hi. girl. Hey, you too. Um, wonderful to hear your voices. Um, uh, I discovered something this holiday that is going to be so simple that, you know, it's y'all, y'all are going to realize how um, uh, uninformed I am. <laughs> uh, but um, I've never done it before because I tried, to, I tried to avoid a lot of sugar in my stuff. Um, but I had this jar of grape jelly. And I had these wonderful um, oh, that were given to me as a gift by a friend, Mississippi friend, Mississippi blueberries in the freezer. Mm-hmm. And it finally dawned on me that you know because I was trying to cook for my my to you know for my brother. Um, it's it's the, the the same college that we graduated from. We're the first two college graduates in our family um, ever, and. Um, the colors are orange and blue. Okay. <laughs> and fortunately, we did win that game. So I didn't want to do cranberries because that would be the opposing team, right? Um, so I took the blueberries and uh, microwaved them with some of the grape jelly, and he was very impressed. <laughs> so as I say, I know that this is very kindergarten for you, Miss, Miss Honey, especially. Um, but, uh, it, it, you know, maybe this is something that will help somebody else. And it will. I will definitely try using jams and jellies along with fresh and or dried fruits to, to create new stuff. Well, I don't think it's um, elementary at all. I mean, it's, it's uh, traditional here in the South when you read some of the old recipes or you just think about things that your grandmother may have done in the kitchen. My grandmother literally made a jelly cake or a jam cake, and it was a delight to have. Uh, so, uh, and it's uh, jams and jellies are perfect for glazing your hams and uh, your turkeys and hens if you want to, you know, use them for that effect. So there's so many things that can do. So it's not simple at all. I think it's it's very creative, you know, and and, uh, and it's really funny to me when you look at 
what they call a lot of the modern recipes or the more sophisticated recipes. They take what we call as traditional techniques, Kevin, and they give it a nice name so that it sounds very posh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and they'll use it. So I'm really excited for that. So tell us, what did you do with the the jam that you created, um, Mikey? Well, actually, I, I split it in half because I was fortunate enough to have enough of the uh, um, uh, beautiful blueberries. They were so tasty, and um, and it was and it was of course the perfect color. I split it in half. Um, in one half, I put um, I chopped up, uh, coarse chopped some um, purple onions, and in the other part, I put in a few chocolate chips. So I had a savory and a sweet. Fantastic. All right, Mikey, Am that I sounds good. Good, yeah. Great uh, job there. It sounds like you've established a good holiday tradition for your family. Thanks for uh, calling us. Uh, before we move to the next call, I just uh, one of the things that I think is interesting in terms of grape jelly and the holidays, and I would have never thought about it until I found the recipe one year, one of the things I like in an office potluck in the holidays are the meatballs, mm-hmm. you know, a, a big um, slow cooker full of, of, of meatballs. And actually, you can use grape jelly as the sauce. It's a little grape jelly, and I think if I remember correctly, some chili sauce. Mm -hmm. Uh, You melt the grape jelly and put that chili sauce in there and put the... The uh, micro, the meatballs in the microwave, and it, it's amazing. And then you say it's a meatball. <laughs> <laughs> but that was uh, that was something that I would have never guessed that that was in there. But that, you know, like I said, that's one of my favorite things, and that's a very quick and easy way to get some uh, good meatballs for a holiday get together. Absolutely. Back to the phone lines we go. We're off to Starkville. Shirley is on the line this morning. Good morning, Shirley. Good morning. Good morning. You guys are making me hungry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> eating that, that um, cheesecake you made, you, that crust has all the stuff in it that I love, especially coconut and nuts. I find excuses to put nuts in just about everything I make. Well, you would definitely <laughs> love a slice of this, Shirley. I wish you were here so we could share some with you. <laughs> I do, too. Uh, um, and speaking of coconut, I put coconut in my potato pie. Mm. And it gives um, not only a great texture, but also a great taste. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, But the, what I'm noted for is my pecan pie. And I put cream cheese in my crust. Oh, wow. Oh, that's when, I, uh, so when you, I make it. And, uh, so you're even, actually putting the cream cheese in the, in the dough itself? Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> And you don't roll it out. You sort of press it out mm-hmm. um, in, into the, um, I, I use a glass, nine-inch deep dish, um, you know, Pyrex dish um, when I make my pies. And I even got compliments from my 99-year-old aunt in Memphis <laughs> and my 87-year-old aunt in Louisiana. They are the premier cook in the family. So, <laughs> that sounds fantastic. I, so you're going to make one of these pies for Christmas? Yes. So if there is a six-foot-tall elf knocking at your door and saying, Santa sent, wants some pie, that would be me, okay? <laughs> and, and there's a, a secret liquid, liquid ingredient that I also add to the filling. Oh, that sounds yummy. <laughs> 
So, all righty, you guys. All right, Shirley. Have a wonderful holiday season. Thank, Thank you, Shirley. Happy holidays. Thanks for the call. And, you know, sounds like Shirley is going to inherit that mantle of, uh, you know, cook for the family there when, when some of her older uh, relatives pass away. But that's, and what, a, what an ultimate compliment to know uh, that, uh, you know, someone who's noted uh, for their cooking skills in your family says good job when you do something. You know, Kevin, I think it's one of the sweetest things in the world when you're, you know, especially your older relatives who are in their 80s and 90s, you know, taste your food and they're excited because their their food senses are really different when you fast forward 40 years, you know, and so because the food market has changed, the way food is processed has changed. And so when you give them a bite and they're excited about it, that's always a blessing. Back to the phone lines we go or off to Ashland. Jerry has called in today. Good morning, Jerry. Hey, Jerry. Hello. It's a pleasure to talk to you guys, and I'm glad you're well. Thank Thank you. you. For the turkey, what I do is I buy really more turkey than we need, mm-hmm. and then when we're done with it, uh, I strip the carcass, cube it up, and I can it in my my pressure cooker and and have it throughout the year like I want. Uh-huh. You, oh, and make wow. broth with the bones. You know, take the bones and put them in the oven and, and, and toast them up a little bit, then then boil and make a broth. And for the rest of the stuff, don't have it for lunch or dinner. Have it for breakfast every other every third day until it's gone. And and. It seems to work out fine for me that way. I don't. I don't get tired of it. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, t- Jerry, tell me where is Ashland? Where? What are you close to? Ashland is an hour from nowhere. <laughs> Ashland, Ashland is, is, is an hour from Tupelo. It's an hour from uh, Oxford. It's an hour from uh, South Haven. It's an hour from Collierville. <laughs> oh it's, wow! It's, it's the intersection of Highway Five and Highway Four, uh, south of. Highway seventy two. It's 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 it really there's there's not much here, but I'm just here. So all right. Well, that's enough. You guys, <laughs> you, you guys are a pleasure to listen to, and I, and I appreciate you very much. All Thank right, you. hey Jerry, thanks for the call. Good to hear from you this morning. Uh, let's take another quick break. We are discussing holiday food on Deep South Dining this morning. We've got some open phone lines, and would love to hear from you with a call. The number is one eight seven seven MPB ring. It's one eight seven seven six seven two. 7464. You can email the show food at mpbonline.org. We'll be back with more after this. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. We're talking today about holiday food. Uh, maybe if you have some stories about what was uh, tasty on your Thanksgiving table, or if you want to talk about the things that you like to cook, uh, maybe for the office holiday party, or maybe it's a uh, baking that you like to do during the holidays, or something special on your Christmas Day table. Also, if you need some suggestions on any of the above, we'll try to help you out as well. The phone number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 7464 Our buddy Joey from Tremont is on the line. Good morning, Joey. Good morning. Happy holidays. Hey, Thank Joey. You. Good to hear your voice. Uh, I, every year or so, maybe every couple of years, instead of making pecan pies, I make hickory nut pies. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. Ours, they say around here, hickory nut. <laughs> <laughs> so is it, uh, is it similar to the pecan pie, just with a different nut, or is there a bit of a different uh, flavor you in there make, as well? You make it just like pecan pie, except you use hickory nuts. All right. And uh, a caveat 
it's going to take you a week to shell out enough hickory nuts to <laughs> make a pie. And then just as you take it out of the oven, you can press some toasted pecans down in it. Mm-hmm. Just lightly press them in the top of it. So you got the best of both worlds. There you go. Wow, Joe. That hickory sounds nut, good. It, it, it's, it's sweeter than a pecan and has sort of a hint of black walnut to it. Mm-hmm. It is uh, excellent. All right. Thanks, Joey. Good to hear from you. Always uh, glad to have you call into Deep South Dining. We are talking holiday meals today. Looking for your phone calls. we got some open phone lines. The number is one mpb ring It's one 672 So, Kevin, I want to share one of those things that I do after the holidays to add to uh, my level of gluttony. <laughs> so I had some leftover macaroni and cheese. Mm-hmm. And what I did the next day, Kevin, is I made macaroni and cheese pancakes. Oh, wow. Yeah. You take uh, the leftover macaroni and cheese because it's got all the yummy, ooey-gooey stuff that you like in there already, Kevin. And then you want to make sure that it's really cold. And then you want to fold it into a little bit of uh, uh, egg wash and some flour. And then you want to put it in just a little bit of oil and press it down. And what you have is this really ooey-gooey bite. And you can just drizzle a little bit of um, syrup right on top. You only want to do this once a year. I don't want the Santa Claus fairies calling me. (laughs) But I only do this once a year, and it's super yummy. It's served really well with bacon. It just makes for a wonderful bite. You can put a little bit of green onions on top. It's perfect. Although I will say, Deborah, next time you have some leftover macaroni and cheese, just put me on speed dial, and uh, I'll certainly take care of that. Because I said, that's I don't know why, but that uh, is one of my favorite things. You know, out of the blue box is okay, uh, but boy, homemade uh, macaroni and cheese oh, to me yeah. is something uh, something to die for. You know, we're talking a little bit about um, pecan pie, and I'll I'll tell a story of my brother. I don't think he would be too upset, but <clears throat> he made some for um, for Thanksgiving one year, and it turned out it was a little bit runny, and so you know, think, oh my gosh, disaster. But we actually discovered uh, that if you spoon that over ice cream, oh yes. it made you know instead of the ice cream scoop on the top. Uh, it was on the bottom, but it was it was really really good. And so I guess the lesson there is sometimes if you think it's disaster uh, on the holiday table, that some you, you maybe kind of created a new tradition. But it, it, it ended up delicious because you know he had done it done his work and and the uh, the filling and the pecans were there. Uh, so it made a delightful dessert. So we saved uh, what could have been a potential disaster. So that's and that's good. a wonderful thing about you know uh, cooking, Kevin, is that desserts do like anything else range from one variety to the other. There are pecan pies that are a little bit more dense that you can slice and you don't get the extra syrup. And then there are those that have that little um, extra runniness of what looks like maple goldenness underneath the bottom. And you're right; it serves really well uh, with uh, that ice cream. Or a slice of uh, pound cake. It's just really yummy. Uh, another caller on the line, another familiar voice, Timothy from Louisiana. Good morning, Timothy. Good morning, y'all. Hey, Timothy. Good morning. Happy holidays. Good to hear y'all live, you know. Oh, I've missed you guys so much, so it's good to hear you, too. Yes. You know, if Kevin ever decides he has to retire, I'm available. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Uh, you know, I, I live alone, but I eat with friends and that was my responsibility to make a dish this year as usual and i decided to go native this year and i went out and dug up some wapato and roasted them and then i harvested some phasalis and and grated them 
and I made a salsa with a fisalis and some uh, onions and um, cilantro. You know, a basic uh, pico de gallo, green pico de gallo, to go over the wapato, and it was a hit. Oh, wow, that sounds You know, I I wish y'all would do a program on a pre-Columbian meal, you know? Before the white people showed up and messed everything up, there was plenty of good food around here just sitting around. But that is utterly ignored. So, Timothy, what is is Wapato? um, Well, if you're driving along in a ditch and you look over in the ditch, you see some arrow-shaped leaves sticking up. Uh Uh-huh. And you was to get a potato fork and and some waders, get in that ditch and dig, these little potato-looking things would come up. And, and that, that's it. All right. And it was, you know, um, all of these mound residences, you know, like uh, up there north of, of uh, Greenville and, you know, down at Natchez and everything. Mm-hmm. This was one of their prime foods, you know. All right. Um, it's it's like a, it sort of tastes like a cross between a um, a potato and a radish. Mm-hmm. So it's like a kind of a little spicy potato, you know. All right. Not as not as spicy as a radish is, but not as bland as a potato is. <laughs> <laughs> well, Timothy, we really appreciate your call. And one of the things that you know, I'd, I'd hope that we do here at Deep South Dining is is celebrate food and people's culture from all over the world. We we love this uh, state of Mississippi. We love all the people here. And we love all the food varieties. I mean, for me, this has been like one of the most amazing journeys, uh, Timothy, you know, trying new spices, you know, trying new cultural foods uh, and meeting so many incredible people like you. So thank you so much for always uh, sharing with us. All right, uh, Timothy, thanks for your call. This is Deep South Dining. We've got some open phone lines looking for your call this morning, talking about holiday foods. The number to call is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven six seven two. 7464. You can send an email to food at mpbonline.org. Now, Barbara, when we're talking about the uh, the no-bake cheesecake that you made, you mentioned that you ground up some cashews and uh, almost used that like a flour. So, I mean, can ground up nuts, um, maybe not in every recipe, but in, in many recipes, can it substitute for flour? Oh, absolutely, Kevin. You know, you, you've got almond flour, you've got cashew flour, and you and these, especially for people with food allergies. Now, if you've got nut allergies, of course, that's something you want to avoid. But it does. It you know it has really wonderful texture, a really uh, you know great taste. And as you, as you taste this cheesecake, you really don't even notice um, the cashier flavor mm-hmm. in it because it blends really well with the flavor. It's very mild, but absolutely. And that uh, adds a little bit of uh, fiber, I would imagine. Uh, if I'm, I'm, I'm not a dietitian, but I think that that would be correct. But also, uh, just as you mentioned, just a little a hint, uh, just a little nut of a taste, I might say. Absolutely, and then it gives it gives us this uh, wonderful texture that you see here in this cheesecake. It's a little bit dense, opposed to just being runny with the no bake. And see, when you're adding the eggs into your cheesecake, Kevin, that the one that you're going to bake, you get this uh, really firm consistency from the eggs. Well, with the absence of the eggs, you need something to bind it together. And that's one of the things that really helps. 
Um, I don't think a, a discussion of holiday foods and celebrations could be complete without mentioning uh, some of the uh, the candies that uh, that are traditionally associated with um, with holidays. I know my sister in law made the best divinity or every year. It was the 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 three she would make divinity, um, pralines. And fudge. Oh my gosh! And so it was. Uh, she, it was she. She would have to do a lot because uh, <clears throat> traditionally in our family, um, we have celebrated Christmas. Uh, the, the, my two brothers and I that live down in South have celebrated Christmas the week after Christmas, the New Year's weekend. And so my sister in law used to have to make all of her her candies for the regular, you know, their Christmas celebration, but always made sure that she had some uh, left over to bring down uh, to the our little celebration on uh, New Year's weekend. And as I said. Uh, just some, you know, I'd always heard about divinity, but I had never tasted any of it. But it was always so good, and and I think you might have made some. It's it's very tricky. I mean, I remember one year she didn't make some because she said that the weather conditions weren't mm-hmm. conducive for that. And it's one of those that you, ha- I guess, the humidity has something to do with it. But uh, that was great. And then uh, I just love the the pecan uh, pralines are just uh, awfully good to me. Now, last year I brought uh, in some fudge. Mm-hmm. And the pearlines. I haven't brought the divinity in, but if you take me to meet my sister-in-law, Kevin, <laughs> and she could teach me to make the divinity. <laughs> and then my grandmother, uh, she used to make the best fudge too. So that's always uh, a holiday treat in in our family. So, um, so uh, what about your sweet potato pie? Are you uh, is that always in high demand uh, this time of year? Oh my gosh, Kevin. I'm so excited about that. Yes, um, you know, people started actually ordering the sweet potato pie the second round right after Thanksgiving, and I'm really excited about that. And, of course, I've had a lot of people say, you know, can I just please have the recipe? But, unfortunately, that's one of the recipes that we're not sharing because that's a product that we're looking forward to in the future doing some other things with. I'm excited, though, that we get to share tons of recipes coming up really soon thanks to Elise Gavriel and Peace in the Storm Publishing. Kevin, you know, we're working on that cookbook. It won't be long. We'll be making an announcement in a few days about what that release date is, and we're going to have all kinds of yummy, uh, wonderful Southern recipes and great stories in there, Kevin. So I hope to make everybody really proud with this release. All right. Hey, let's take one final break this hour. When we get back, we'll wrap up our discussion on holiday foods. We've got some open phone lines, so we're looking for your call. We've heard from a lot of our friends this morning, uh, but I know we've got some callers that like to call in frequently that we've not heard from. So, hey, what's what's the deal there? Pick up the phone. Give us a call. <laughs> the number is one eight seven seven. Turning into stalker. MPB ring. It's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Back to wrap up the show after this. Podcasts of your favorite MPB Think Radio programs are available now. With any podcast app, you can search, subscribe, and never miss a second of MPB Think Radio. Welcome back to Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. We're talking about holiday foods this morning, talking about both things that you might find on the holiday table, but we also have ventured into some of the desserts. And I recently brought up uh, candy. I think, you know, all the sweets and the cookies and the and the fudge and that sort of thing you can't uh, do without that. Certainly, uh, if you could ever see me and my girth, you would know that that's something I certainly enjoy during the holidays, <laughs> maybe a little bit too much of. Uh, but we talked about divinity, and Gene uh, from Mobile, I think you want to continue that discussion. Go ahead. Good morning, Gene. Good morning, good morning. I've been making divinity for 56 years. Ever oh, since wow. I first got married, I started out with a hand mixer. But anyway, the point being is that uh, making divinity when it's cloudy or raining, uh, there's some truth to that. But here's the difference, and it was 
you got central heat and air conditioning now, and it takes the humidity out there, and you can mm-hmm. turn your air conditioning up or your heater up, either one, whatever, whichever one needs to go. And you can, I have made it when it's raining. Okay. So that, that's what the difference is. I lived in an old house that didn't have central heat one time, and it wouldn't set up, and, and I put it by the fireplace and it set up. But so if you just check your air conditioning, if it needs to be more air conditioning, take the humidity out or more heat, whichever way it is, and then cook it to 260 degrees with a candy thermometer, which I use now, mm-hmm. and it'll set every time. All right. Well, thank you so much for that. That's and an old man's advice. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Good Happy holidays to you, Gene. Thanks, Gene, for the call. This is Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. We've got a couple of minutes left, so again, got some open phone lines. Still time for you to work in with uh, something that you like to eat during the holiday season. Uh, maybe it's something that you cook for you an office party. You know, that's certainly something that's uh, that will be taking place, I think, now through uh, Christmas is get-togethers with friends uh, and uh, uh, and coworkers at, at, an, at an office party. Uh, the number to call if you'd like to join the conversation is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven. 672-7464. Now, one thing that I think makes endless jokes during the holiday season and I think maybe gets an unfair reputation, and that is fruitcake. Uh, yeah, what's unfair about their reputation? <laughs> Fresh, I mean, the fruitcake that you can use as a doorstop or whatever that gets passed around, you're like, oh, I got it this year, I'll give it to someone else. I can, that's that thing. Could you imagine... You run around, oh, fruitcake. And oh it's like, how God. do you come up with something nice about that? But actually, <laughs> to me, if it's if it's fresh made, it can be it can be something of, of other than its traditional, oh, my gosh, I got fruitcake. Have you ever made fruitcake? I make a homemade fruitcake, Kevin, and, but it truly is not true to the traditional recipe, uh, you know, because, again, the, the traditional fruitcake uh, was always that gift that you just, you know, that I got and I, I just... I couldn't wait to hide it. (laughs) 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 But absolutely, I have. And I'll share that recipe uh, with everybody. But it's a really wonderful. And it has uh, pecans and walnuts and golden raisins and, you know, the traditional raisins. And it's got cherries in it. And it's a really wonderful cake. But it just doesn't have that that same density that a traditional fruit cake uh, has, Kevin. So, yeah, I'll be making fruit cake. Well, and see, that's a good thing is that you, you've identified, because I think that's what it is, is, as I said, with the doorstop reference, I think a lot of people think it is a little bit, but you've taken what is a traditional thing that some people go, ooh, and you have sort of reinvented it, and I would say most people would probably uh, be quite surprised. But And to me, again, anytime something is freshly baked as opposed to bought from the mall or a store or whatever, uh, it's certainly going to be better. But I, I, I just wanted to, to defend fruitcake <laughs> just a little bit there. Oh yeah, absolutely, Kevin. And, and while we're talking about the holidays, I just want to you know say hello to a few people that I have not had a chance to speak to in a while, and that would be James in Gulfport, Frank right here in Jackson, and Marlou over there in Byron. We would just want to say good morning to you, and we really appreciate you. And I would love to hear all of your voices. All right, back to the phone lines we go. Dolls on the line from Winona. Good morning. Hey, doll. Good morning. I wanted to share just a few holiday tips, and I also wanted to say that. I worked for a company once that forced us to put um, fruitcakes out every year <laughs> by the tons. And we would pick them up by the tons, and then we would get in trouble because they didn't sell. <laughs> but, um, one of the candies that I make, because I don't use dairy, I use Coca-Cola. Oh, wow. I make Coca-Cola candy, and my friends are absolutely addicted to it. Mm. And when I make my peanut butter cookies, I use 
two to three times the peanut butter, and then I roll them in crushed pecans and sugar. Oh, my goodness. And they're awesome. And when I make my pies, because my mom made the best pie crust in the universe, and I don't, I put, I spread coconut in the pan Mm -hmm. with chopped nuts. I put it in a screaming hot oven, and when it's brown, you have a pie shell. Mm-hmm. And you don't put your goodies in it until you start to serve it for the meal so it doesn't get soggy. Uh-huh. It, it's a winner. And because I don't eat meat, and I really hate all those fake meats, I make nut loaf, hmm. and I make fabulous foods like um, cashew mushroom gravy. Oh, wow. And I actually go to people's houses, and sometimes they eat my food instead of the turkey. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's the that's the ultimate sign, doll. I think that you're doing something right. And I just that's absolutely right. love your name. That is so sweet, doll. Oh, that's a horrible <laughs> name. They let my brother name me. It was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks for your call this morning. Good to hear from you. Uh, this is Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. We're talking about holiday foods. Uh, one thing that uh, a coworker who does not work here anymore used to do with our holiday bash was he would make. Um, homemade um, nut candy. So it would be like walnuts or pecans, and he would uh, coat them in either chocolate or white chocolate, and those were always so good. And I think something like that's fairly uh, easy to make. You know, you melt some chocolate up and, you know, get your nuts together and kind of drop them by maybe teaspoonful or whatever. So that's an easy one, but I think that's a a favorite of a lot of folks. Absolutely. Anything with chocolate on it. I think you could put chocolate on dirt and I probably would eat it. Absolutely. Uh, the other thing I think that comes in handy uh, during holiday uh, festivities is uh, the crock pot. I mentioned uh, the one of my favorites, uh, you know, the meatballs, but uh, also lots of interesting and, and good dips that, uh, that crock pots are good for making. And not just dips, Kevin, but it, you can almost make everything that you're going to serve for your holiday dinner in a crock pot, which is absolutely fantastic. From putting your vegetables in there to even your main course, your meats in a crock pot and let it simmer, you know, go on and do what you need to do. Decorate the tree, chop one down, you know, light the fireplace, hang some mistletoe and all that wonderful stuff by just using your crock pot. And the beautiful thing is they come in so many wonderful variety of sizes. So if you, you know, want to get a supersized crock pot and you can add, you know, your whole turkey right in the crock pot and just let it slow cook. I saw something on Facebook a friend of mine posted. It was um, crock pots for your desk at the office. And she said, why had not ever heard of these before? (laughs) Because you you don't want to get fired. (laughs) (laughs) Um, we're almost out of time. If you tell time to work in a quick call, if you're, if you'd like to at one eight seven seven MPB ring. Uh, but one of the other things that I used to do for the office holiday party was be responsible for the punch. Um, and a couple of the things there, first of all, uh, grenadine, which I think you can mm-hmm. get at most, uh, liquor stores. Uh, it's, I mean, to me, it's great cause it's that bright red color added to any punch gives it really a festive, uh, look. It's got a flavor to it and it's a bit of a strong flavor because it's kind of syrupy. So you wouldn't want to use a whole lot. Uh, but that's there. Um, you know, something as simple as say maybe some, um, orange juice, some ginger ale, some grenadine, something like that makes a great punch. Um, Sprite would be good in that as well. Maybe some uh, uh, pineapple juice if you'd like to. But the other thing I found that was helpful was um, 
making a an ice ring. So I had like a bunt cake pan uh, that you fill up and put in the refrigerator. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you wanted to, or the refrigerator, the freezer. If you want to, you could put some maybe some pineapple slices or something in there. Uh, but if you use that, it's a big. It's a giant ice cube, and so you don't have to worry about individual ice cubes for each cup of punch, and that I think it keeps it cold without too much uh, watering it down, but I always thought that was a lot of fun. And, it, it, again, if you put some uh, – you could put you know any kind of fruit in there, I think that that would add a little touch to your – uh, to your punch as well. Absolutely. And, and opposed to uh, using water in the fruit ring, Kevin, is to go ahead and use the liquid from the punch itself. So as it melts, it won't dilute the texture of your punch. And and those are always so pretty. Even if you're going to just do regular ice cube trays and drop a little bit of fruit in each tray and then, you know, add your Sprite or your orange juice in that. So when you drop it into your glasses or into your punch bowl, it just makes for a very elegant uh, presentation. I like adding into uh, my cubes, you know, even uh, herbs like uh, mints or basil, which make really wonderful expressions when you are using it in drinks for the holidays. And then also a quick one for an appetizer. I always think it's it's very simple, but it's very good would be, you know, get some uh, maybe a ham or something and then blocks of cheese and just on a toothpick, you know, one one block of cheese, one block of ham and maybe add um, I don't know, something else to that, but those are always good and easy to make. Uh, and also, finally, I would say uh, from I've heard uh, stories, I've never, unfortunately, or fortunately, I've never had this problem, but if you're going to do the, the frying of the turkey for Christmas, uh, be very careful uh, and don't uh, don't blow your house up and, and, you know, make sure that you know what you're doing. They're real tasty, but uh, it can be tricky. So you want to make sure you know what you're doing should you decide to fry a turkey. Absolutely. Keep it safe during the holidays. All right. That's going to wrap us up for today. Deep South Dining is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio, funded by generous contributions from listeners like you. Shows produced by Java Chapman, and I think our call screener was Michelle McAdoo. Yes, she was. Very good. Thanks, Michelle. So for Deborah Hunter, I'm Kevin Farrell, inviting you to stay tuned. Up next, it's Now You're Talking with Marshall Ramsey, and that's followed by Southern Remedy at 11. We'll be back next Monday at 9 for another Deep South Dining. It's heard only on MPB Think Radio. <laughs>